Hi guys, welcome back to the Weekly Lift podcast. I am Lucy Matthews and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you live a healthier and happier life physically as well as mentally in a way that is realistic and most of all sustainable long term. I am on a mission to humanise the female fitness industry and I'm excited that you are here with me on this journey. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of your weekly lift. I'm actually recording this episode on the 1st of November um, to be released on the 7th of November um, which means by that point in time I will be a married woman and that intro that says my name is Lucy Matthews will no longer be accurate. Um, because I, in fact, will be Lucy Evans, which is really weird. Does anybody else feel weird about having to change their last name? I know some women, it doesn't bother them at all. Other people obviously go for a double-barreled surname, or some don't even take the surname. Um, I don't know. There's something... I'm kind of in this weird middle ground where of course I want to have the same surname as Louis and I want to feel like we're this family um but at the same time like my name is my identity and it has been for the last 29 years I think it's definitely going to take some getting used to but I am taking his surname and yeah it's a weird feeling um time will tell as to how I feel about it but I think yeah I think I'll get used to it I think it just needs I just think I need some time. I'm also getting nervous about the weather because, I mean, right, I know I chose to get got, get married in November, but, and I chose to get married in November so that no one had to say to me, oh, are you worried about the weather? Or, oh, I hope it's sunny for your big day because I'm just like, well, I haven't got any expectations if I'm choosing to get married in November. But I obviously don't want it to be absolutely torrential rain like it has been this week. Also, we're getting married in like a um, glass house, it's called. So if it is raining, no one's going to be able to hear our vows because, yeah, like the rain will be pelting on the roof. So I'm praying to the universe. I'm visualising myself walking down the aisle with sunny clouds, sunny sun and cloud behind me and at the moment Friday is looking good in terms of the weather but by the time you're listening to this you will have known whether it rained or not and I'm sure there'll be some wedding pics for you guys to see so uh yeah watch this space anyway on to the podcast some of you may have seen on Instagram this week that I uh came to the first the end of the first eight weeks of my new group coaching program project lift and if you don't know what project lift is um it is a group coaching option that i had now offer um in addition to my one-to-one coaching um and it's for women who want to either lose fat get strong feel better in themselves start some healthy habits in a way that is realistic and most of all sustainable long term And it was a big deal for me to launch a second program. So when I had all of my spaces filled by the end of my launch period, I was so, so grateful and genuinely so excited to work with so many more amazing women. And here we are eight weeks later, the end of the first cycle. So I do make it very clear, like at the beginning that 
it's not an eight week challenge. It's not an eight week quick fix. You're not gonna start on day one and finish at the end of week eight with a complete life transformation. But what it will do is it will get you going. And most of my clients who are successful with me probably stay anywhere between six months to a year. Um, So it's not a case of everybody signs up at the start and then they leave. But coming to the end of the first cycle is does feel like an amazing milestone an amazing achievement for myself professionally as a coach, but also for the amazing ladies that joined. And it got me thinking, like, of course, at the end of any eight cycle, I ask my clients to reflect on what went well um, and what could be better next cycle. And I do the same in my business. So I will look at the last eight weeks and think, okay, what worked well? What could have been better? And how can I continue to improve Project Lift moving forward? And part of that is looking at how many people got the results that they came for and the feedback that I get at the end of the cycles. And when you look at the people that were successful in the last eight weeks, they all do have common traits and these common traits happen to match up with people who are successful in one-to-one coaching but also just like traits that I see in people that are successful in any kind of fitness journey whether that be fat loss or building muscle but first I do just want to put a bit of a disclaimer out there and say that success is different for everybody so I often use like the example of tracking calories, so around social events. For example, some people, um, progress or success is being able to go out and successfully stay within their calories. Other people, it's to be able to successfully go out, not track, but not go overboard. So, and some people, it's successfully go out and do everything to the T as they would on a normal day. There's no right or wrong definition of success but there are things that people do during their coaching journey that will make them more successful if they follow these principles. So if you've been listening for a while now you will know that I'm all about long-term lifestyle changes over quick fix, drastic, unrealistic approaches I'm not interested in somebody signing up with me who wants to lose a stone in four weeks um, and has doesn't really care how they get there. I'm interested in the people that really struggle to get to where they want to get to on their own, but they want to do it in a healthy and sustainable way that is realistic to normal everyday life which means eating foods that normal foods it means eating the same dinners as your family it means not putting yourself through your paces every single day of the week in order to see results it just means realism so the first common trait that I see in people who are successful with coaching is that they view it as a lifestyle change and not a quick fix. Um, And when you start to view your journey like that, that is when the real freedom begins. Because what I often find is that people really struggle with hurdles. 
So something will come up like a holiday um, or, you know, it might even be like an unexpected meal out or a friend pops over and you have a glass of wine that you hadn't chucked into your calories. And people use those opportunities or moments as a chance to spiral and fall into that all or nothing mode. But when you see it as a lifestyle, you actually start to accept that life is never perfect. So therefore, your fat loss journey is never going to be perfect. There are always going to be ups and downs along the way. There's going to be days that go to plan completely. And then there's going to be days where you have the best intentions, but something goes wrong and you don't manage to tick all of your boxes. And the difference between people who get results versus the ones that don't are the people that don't catastrophize those situations and see them as triggers to going into that all or nothing mode. Instead, they actually see it as just a blip and they go again tomorrow. As I said, guys, life is never perfect. Like you wouldn't expect your child to go to school and never mess up and therefore give up school forever. When you were learning to ride a bike as a kid, you didn't ride the bike and then when you fall off, never ride again. I mean, you might have, but I think most people didn't. And it's the same when you're working towards a goal. You don't need to fall into that all or nothing mode and having that acceptance from the off start that it's not a case of if there's barriers, it's a case of when and not catastrophizing those barriers and suddenly thinking, oh, do you know what? Well, I've screwed it now is a really key attribute to have when you are working towards a goal. The second common trait that I see is how open and honest people are. So those that were successful in Project Lift and in in their coaching are completely honest with me or they're completely honest with the group as to where they are actually at in their journey. So that might be how they're feeling. That might be what's gone on in their week it might be what they've missed versus what they haven't done or what they have done but they're not afraid to be vulnerable and open up about hurdles or struggles that they're having now a lot of people see struggles or admit admitting to fault that as a weakness and actually is a really really strong thing to do Because when you actually reach out for help and you're honest about where you're at, that means other people can help you. Whereas if you sit and you hide away and you pretend that everything's fine and that you haven't possibly had any struggles this week, then you're never going to get anywhere and you're never going to change because nobody can read your mind and nobody, especially as a coach, like I cannot read a client's mind and I only go off what they tell me so if they tell me everything is fine and they're happy and that they're not really struggling therefore they haven't got any questions that is what I will continue to believe but if you're lying and I guarantee you people lie to their coaches because coaches are not stupid and they know when people are lying they might not completely call you out on it all the time but they know when you're lying But you might think you're protecting your coach or, you know, you're trying not to hurt my feelings. But actually, all you're doing by lying is jeopardizing your own journey and sabotaging your own journey, sorry, and lying to yourself. Because how can a coach help you if you aren't honest and open with them? And actually, what I do tend to find is that when people are honest and open, 
so many other people will then admit that they're struggling with the same thing or that they've struggled with the same thing in the past and therefore you actually get help from people that have gone through it and overcome it which is so so beneficial. The third common thing with coaching and one thing that I really saw in the last eight weeks of Project Lift is those that are more successful are the ones that check in every single week regardless of how their week has gone. And if you're not ready to prioritize checking in with your coach, then you're probably not ready to make a change because check-in needs to be your number one priority because anyone can give you a training plan, a calorie plan. In fact, you can go and get free workouts online and you could work out your calories on a calorie calculator. Where you're paying for a coach is the actual coaching part. And in my eyes, the check-in is where I am able to do my best with the coaching. So if you're not checking in, one, how will your coach ever help you? And two, how will you ever identify what's gone well, what needs work, and how will you celebrate your wins and your successes, and how will you track and see your progress? Because if you're not tracking and you're not seeing your progress, then you're not gonna get that motivation to continue because you won't actually know if you're getting anywhere. In my eyes, the check-in is the most important part of coaching and like the check-ins that you don't wanna do are normally the check-ins that you absolutely need to do because that is when your coach can actually help you start to change your habits, change your beliefs and change your behaviors when it comes to reaching your goals. A coach never expects you to be perfect or the right coach should never expect you to be perfect. Like. If my clients were perfect, why would they sign up to coaching in the first place? Because they wouldn't need me. So don't expect that if you haven't had the perfect week, or don't think that if you haven't had the perfect week that your coach is sat there expecting you to check in with a perfect check-in because it actually couldn't be further from the truth. I actually like it in some kind of weird way when something hasn't gone right because it means that I'm actually able to help, you know? The check-ins where everything's gone well are the check-ins when you actually need me the least. And just as a side note or addition to that, they also check in with all the information. Um, that will be weight, measurements, photos. They will have taken time to fill out their check-in form. They will give details to their answers instead of one words. Um, and honestly, when I say like that's important, I'm not lying. Um, sometimes you might not actually understand why you need to give all of those things, but the more data your coach has, the more they can coach you and the more they can check that what you are doing is working and getting you the results that you came for. But on the other hand, it really helps you. Like sometimes people will apologize to me if they haven't like um, done something or they haven't uploaded something. And sometimes I wanna say to those people, like it's no skin off my nose that you don't do it. What you're actually doing is you're letting yourself down by not doing it because you've signed up to this, you wanted to make a change and you're not putting in the effort that's required to do that. And that can be a really sad thing to see as a coach when you actually want it for that person more than they want it for themselves. So always prioritize check-ins guys and always make sure that you're, if you do have a coach, you're putting everything into that because coaching is a two-way street. Like I always say to my clients that 
I will give 110%, but I also need them to give 110% for this relationship to be successful. The fourth thing that I often see people miss out on is not using the tools that are available to them. Um, So I actually pride myself on how much I give my clients. And this is whether you're on one-to-one or whether you are on Project Lift. But you know, I do weekly live workshops with them. I've had guest speakers on. We have the podcast. We have the like uh, booklets, like calorie counting guides. We have a big welcome pack. Um, the list is endless. I, you know, I have a whole members portal that has so many educational workshops on there for any situation that you may find yourself struggling in. And the people that are the most successful, they use. 80 to 90% of the tools that are available to them. So in this case, like in Project Lift, people will attend the lives or they'll catch up on the lives. They'll write on the Facebook community and ask for advice from other people. They'll check in every week and keep themselves accountable and input their stats, their photos, so that they can celebrate their wins. The tools are there because they work and there's science behind why they work. For example, I put out trackers because there is something in the brain that releases some kind of feel-good hormone when you tick off something on a daily basis and you can see your progression or your streak with those things like there's a reason why like we get 10,000 steps a day and then people don't want to break their streak because it does something good to our brain so they're not there for fun or they're not there to look pretty they're there because they work and the people that get the most success will make sure that they get the most out of the tools and what they're paying for. And then the last thing, and in my eyes, this is one of the most important things. They approach their journey with a growth mindset instead of a fixed mindset. Now, you might be thinking, I have no idea what you're talking about. What is the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset? So I actually did a bit of background research to give you guys the proper definitions. So those with a fixed mindset will see challenging situations as catastrophic because the implication that if they don't already have the skills or the intelligence to complete a task, there's no chance of improvement. When someone has a growth mindset, they believe that you can gain the knowledge and skills necessary to succeed, which makes every challenge a learning opportunity. Given the numerous challenges people face, a growth mindset can be a powerful tool as you work towards success. So when you hear that, I want you to ask yourself, do you have a growth mindset or do you have a fixed mindset towards your fat loss journey? So an example of this that they actually give in the article is somebody who is a financial advisor and they need to create like a basic um, financial business budget and prepare all the statements. Somebody with a fixed mindset will think, I've never been good with maths, let alone financial statements, therefore I'm not cut out for this job. Someone with a growth mindset will approach the situation with, I might not have a background in finance, but I can learn and practice those skills until I feel capable. And honestly, the ones that I see, people I see have the most success with their coaching journey, they don't approach their check-in with a fixed mindset. So an example of this could be when it comes to tracking social events. So 
people might say, oh, I really struggle to stay on track with my nutrition when I go out. Um, therefore, it's easier just to not track calories because it's too hard and I normally mess up. So I'm just not going to do it. Somebody with a growth mindset would approach that situation with, it might be tricky to stay on track when I'm out and I haven't a bit succeeded before but it doesn't mean I'm never going to and if I keep practicing and I ask for the help from my coach and I plan the menu in advance then I will get there and I will come out the other side. It's the same when it comes to things like steps or workouts and people that claim that they're too busy to be able to work out but they spend half an hour scrolling on social media every morning. Um, the people might check in and say something like, oh, I was far too busy to work out this week, therefore I didn't do any of them. So, and that would be a fixed mindset. So someone with a growth mindset would approach that situation with, it was a really busy week, um, but I looked at how I could adapt to the week and I managed to get three out of my four sessions done. And next week, I'm going to make sure that I prioritize my time better so that I can fit them in. It may have been a busy week this week, but that's only temporary. And trust me, guys, when I say that the way you approach the situation will be your outcome. Um, if you are constantly telling yourself the same story, then that will manifest into what you believe or what you tell yourself. So if you're listening to this and you're a client or maybe you're a client for another coach or maybe you're just on your own fitness journey and there's something there that resonated with you that you were like, do you know what, I don't do that and I could be doing that, then I dare you to try it this week and see the results that you get because of that slight tweak in either your attitude um, or something that you do that you wouldn't normally do. You can't say it didn't work for you if you don't implement these things or you don't try everything you can to see results. So I hope that's given you some food for thought today. Um, if you are interested in my next intake of Project Lift and you are ready to prioritise fat loss, then I'm going to put the link to the waiting list in the show notes. Um, you can pop your name down, register your interest, um, and I will be in touch in December when I release places ready for January. And as always, guys, if you have found this helpful or enjoyable and you have taken something away from this podcast, please give back by sharing it on your Instagram. And don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you. My Instagram handle is liftbylucyvictoria or you can share it with a friend, um, somebody that you think needs to hear this or may find this helpful, um, then please, please um, share away. I hope you all have a lovely day wherever you are in the world or wherever or what time you're listening to this. Um, and I will speak to you all soon. See you next week.